Welcome to Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Hello, it is March 31st. That is a Friday. And so we open before we look at Isaiah chapter 60 with a prayer from Piercing Heaven. Let us pray. Great shepherd of your sheep, is this how you deal so sweetly with your little ones? That explains why young believers in the first seasons of knowing you find so much blessed refreshment. You gather the lambs and carry them in your bosom. You do this in a way that fully proves your love and compassion for the needs of your flock. Yes, Lord, you are the one who restores my soul. Praises to your name, for you do it all in such a way that proves it to be for your great name's sake. Your grace comes freely and without reprimand. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Dear Lord Jesus, grant me this happy frame of mind that I may say with David, My heart is steadfast. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Amen. As I said, we are taking a look at Isaiah chapter 60 today. That means we're going to read from verse 1 through the end of the chapter, which looks like it is verse 22. Hear the word of the Lord. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephath, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Neboah shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar, and I will beautify my beautiful house. Who are these that fly like a cloud and like doves to their windows? For the coastland shall hope for me, the ships of Tarshish first, to bring your children from afar, their silver and gold with them. For the name of the Lord your God, and for the Holy One of Israel, because he has made you beautiful. Foreigners shall build up your walls, and their king shall minister to you. For in my wrath I struck you, but in my favor I have had mercy on you. Your gates shall be open continually, day and night they shall not be shut, that people may bring to you the wealth of the nations, with their kings led in procession. For the nation and kingdom that you will not serve, that will not serve you shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly laid waste." The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the plain, and the pine, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you, and all who despised you shall bow down at your feet. They shall call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel, whereas you have been forsaken and hated, with no one passing through. I will make you majestic forever, a joy from age to age. You shall suck the milk of nations. You shall nurse at the breast of kings. And you shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. 
Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. And instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. I will make, you, I will make your overseers peace and your taskmasters righteousness. Violence shall be no more heard in your land. Dis- devastation and destruction within your borders. You shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall be no more your light by day. Nor for brightness shall the moon give you light. But the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Your people shall all be righteous. They shall possess the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. The least one shall become a clan, and the smallest one a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time, I will hasten it. After so many words of tough judgment, here we have some amazing statements from the prophet of God speaking this blessing upon his people and their future glory. We see that in the heading here in the ESV, right? It says the future glory of Israel. Well, what is this going to look like? Well, there's imagery here that is really powerful and easy for us to understand, and it's really driven home repeatedly for us here in this opening. It's the idea of light, and it says, arise, shine, for your light has come. In other words, see, you are going to be able to witness to what has been done. You can see it because the light has been shed. It has been put out there, and now you can see this glory of the Lord. This is a light. You were in darkness, but now you can see. And we see darkness spoken of here in verse 2, right? For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. Well, these people can't see, but now they have light. And why is that? Because the Lord has arisen upon them, and his glory is seen by these people. The rest of the world is in darkness. They are in light. You can feel that contrast. And it's powerful imagery, right? No matter how little you have for reading comprehension, you can grab this one, right? Because we know what it's like to be in darkness, and we know what it's like to suddenly have light when you're stumbling around in the dark. And so what's going to happen from this? The peoples of the earth are going to be in darkness. And what will happen? Because there is this light from Israel, the nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. People from all over are going to see this and they're going to be drawn to this. This is the imagery that we have. And as we continue down through the passage, we see this continued blessing, this continued building up of the people of Israel, the people of God. We see in verse 17 that this imagery that they are going to be blessed beyond what other people are, right? Verse 17, instead of bronze, I'll bring gold. You have a valuable metal there in bronze, but God's going to give them gold. Instead of iron, something useful, he's going to give you a precious metal in silver. Instead of wood, you're going to have bronze. So there's continued idea of whatever it is that you think that maybe you should have, or whatever it is you have, God is going to give them something better. Instead of wood, bronze. Instead of stones, iron. And notice what this leads to. It says, I will make you your overseers peace and your taskmasters righteousness. Good things are going to come to you. You are going to be blessed beyond measure. And in verse 18, we see that there isn't going to be violence anymore. There's going to be this everlasting peace. 
And for a people who has been banished away, who's been taken out of the land, this idea of being brought away from violence to have no more destruction and devastation within their borders is amazing for them. They're not only being brought back, they're going to have peace. They don't have to live in fear as they are brought back. And notice what it says that they'll call their walls, salvation, and your gates, praise. These are things of God. These are things that they are praising God for. These are the things that only God can give them, and they're their protection. This is where they find their peace, not in themselves, not in their military strength, but in what God has given them. He's given them salvation, and so they praise him. This is who they are as the people of God. And then we see some imagery that I will say we're all probably pretty familiar with because my mind, and I'm sure yours as well, is drawn to what is said in the book of Revelation. Remember, uh, there are more allusions to the Old Testament in the book of Revelation than there are verses. I haven't done the counting. I've heard that from others. Uh, you can check me on that if you want to go and try and count them, you can. But that's a lot of allusions to the Old Testament. And we see this, and this is a well-known phrase, this idea, not a direct quotation, but a well-known idea from the end of the book of Revelation, the idea that God is the light of the people in the new heavens and the new earth. Notice this, verse 19, the sun shall be no more, your light by day, nor, your, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. The idea that God is their light. He is the one that causes them to see. This is an everlasting thing. At the beginning of the chapter, we saw that they would have light, that they were to arise for their light has come, and there would be darkness. But if God is the light, that can't be taken away from them, right? This is an eternal state of affairs, and notice verse 20, your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Now we need to remember what is the imagery that is given for Israel in the Old Testament. Think back to the story of Joseph. The sun, the moon, and the stars bow down to him. Uh, these are, you know, the sun and the moon are Jacob and his mother, and, and the stars are his brothers. There are several times in the Old Testament where this imagery of the sun and the moon are Israel. And here it's saying, those aren't going to go down. Your sun and your moon are not going to go down anymore. They will be lifted up. God is your light. You don't need your nation, basically, anymore. God is going to be the one that you look to. And your days of mourning shall be ended. No more grieving. No more of any of this stuff. Instead, God is your everything, right? And so, what do we see as the chapter closes up here? Your people shall all be righteous. They shall possess the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I might be glorified. Notice this, they shall possess the land forever. Again, this idea of the nation, that that sun isn't going to go down. But why is this? Because the people are righteous. And where does that righteousness come from? And that doesn't come from them. We've seen that all throughout the book of Isaiah. The righteousness comes from God. And so... What is the result of this? The least one shall become a clan, and the smallest one a mighty nation. The people are built up. They are gods. The, from the highest to the lowest status person, they are great in the kingdom of God. And so how does this close up? I am the Lord. In its time, I will hasten. In other words, I'm the one that does this. I'm the one who is going to bring this about. Now, we know as we look at this here and as we see the allusions to 
this idea of God being light in the book of Revelation, we know that this is calling to a future hope, a future glory. This is calling to what God is going to do at the end of history when Christ returns and delivers his kingdom to his Father. And so we put our trust that in the midst of everything that is happening in the world, that this shall take place. In the midst of this darkness that we see, a light shall come. So may we pray that God would hasten that day, that he would bring this about, that we might see his light forever. Because we know that light in Christ. We know that he has come. We know that we have that hope. And we look forward to that day when we see it and we experience it for eternity. Let's finish up today with a word of prayer. Merciful God, we praise you for in Christ, our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. As we dwell in a world filled with so much darkness, we pray that we would proclaim your truth, that your light might spread and your salvation might come to those who hear the good news of Jesus, the light of the world. As we approach this Friday and the coming weekend, we pray that we would be reminded of Christ's great work and that your spirit would be at work in us and give us a desire to pursue holiness. May we seek out opportunities to serve you and may we be blessed with the desire to keep your law that we might bring honor and praise to the holy name of Jesus. And as we serve you today, we pray that you would bless us with this peace that passes understanding. Embolden us to trust in you alone and to rest in your mercy and grace in all that we do. We pray this in the strong name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, that's Isaiah 60. We'll move on next week to Isaiah 61. We will see you then. Thank you for joining us for Dwell in the Word. To learn more about First Reformed Church, head on over to our Facebook page or website, edgertonfrc.org.